everybody. Welcome to Graham's Brains and a Headbanging Lives. Graham's? Hey, Graham's. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. Let's start that one again. Oh, it's like a zombie uh, Christmas cracker yeah. joke. Um, what's it called? What do vegan uh, zombies <laughs> like? Grains. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so what were you saying? Welcome to the end of the year. Yes. End of year special. Yeah. Uh, end of 2018, if you're watching YouTube in the future. Yep, yeah. <laughs> you're wondering what year we were talking about. Yes, it was 2018, not just the end of the year, the end of life as we know it. Yeah, so mm. this is, what is it? It's a special that we're going to basically incorporate everything good that yeah. happened in 2018 within metal, obviously. And rock. And rock. Yeah. Um, good in our opinion, not necessarily good in everyone else's opinion. Yeah, of course. But uh, there you go. It's all subjective, but for us, it's certainly been, I don't know, I, I, I think it's been a good year. I think it's been a great year, particularly for music. Um, yeah, music-wise, it's been great. Yeah. Uh, Gig-wise, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, there's very little complaint, to be honest. I don't think, yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's the end. Thanks for watching. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, good year. <laughs> See good you in year. 2019. <laughs> yeah, and of course, we're also going to kind of incorporate our um, best albums of the year as well. Uh -huh. um, those will be up on the site, too. Uh 50 of them each split into five articles each so 10 in total each day just check them out and keep up with that as it goes along to see what the number one albums are but then if you're watching this you'll find out what the number one album is anyway yeah that's true and I guess we'll probably kick off with that won't we what the number one album no 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 like um, <laughs> the, top the albums yeah. yeah so we'll just do it like a, ca a countdown well like, yeah yeah we'll stick so yeah. you want to go first I might as well yeah um, so yeah like well before we get to that like, my difficulty funny enough wasn't the top 10 that right. once I had them decided it was a matter of okay well what do I think was better and so on it was actually harder higher up where oh, it was like well why is I, that I one struggled then? all the way through I wrote them all out listed 1 to 50 well I started off with I probably made it harder myself I just wrote the 50 albums down yep. over time and I got them and that's what I wanted and then I started trying to position them position around them like, right, yeah. them like a you know like a chess kind of board <laughs> and um, every time I had them settled I'd be like, no, nah, that ain't right. Yeah, There's yeah. no way that one was better than that one. Yeah. So I'd move them around again. And even then when I had them all finally settled and I believed I was done and I started writing up the articles, as I was writing the articles, I would change my mind. Oh, okay. And you'd so I'd be like, do you know what? This doesn't make sense. I put that one in in the previous article, but this one was, that one was better than this one. So I'd go, I kept going back in and editing oh, wow. articles. Going, right, I'm taking you out and I'm putting you there. Oh, so yeah. Um, I'm at least glad I was The only ones settled. that I was all right with was, like you said, probably most of the top 10 mm -hmm. where... Uh, my top five or six or I mean, probably even my top ten to be fair were always my top ten yeah. but I just didn't necessarily know which order one was going to be number one right. do you know what I mean yeah. and I don't think there's a huge gulf in difference between my one and my ten I actually probably don't think in terms of what, how good the albums are there's a huge gulf of difference between my one and maybe even my fifteen well, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, this isn't like being at number fifteen compared to being at number one it isn't that much better of an album you know, I just think that's how good the year has been. There's been some. Yeah, I'll they go. made it tough, man. It must be a good year if you can just come out and just be like, "Well, these are the ten good albums of the year." That's it, job done. Yeah, you know, that's a bit. That's a shit year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd even go as far to say, like, even if you go back as far to my fiftieths, um, none of those albums, at least in my top fifty, got lower than nine out of ten. <clears throat> yeah, there isn't a single. Uh, I think some of. It depends. It depends who reviewed it. Mm, that's <laughs> there, true. There were some in mine which I really, really liked that you reviewed that you 
didn't hate. Do you know what I mean? But right. Maybe gave an eight. I saw a picture of one that didn't. Uh, one right, yeah, because we don't know what we've got. All all my clues have been when I've oh. been going into our media library yeah. and putting my own oh, stuff well, in, and there. I've seen a picture, and one popped up, or two, but one that more surprised me, and I was like, huh. That didn't even get close to my top fifty. How interesting! Yeah, and I don't know what position. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's in Brennan's top ten, but I don't know if it would be because of his fanboyism. <laughs> That's it. Well, we'll go see. We'll see. Right, number ten. I'm going to start my nine, number ten, and this was very early on in the year. It's by a band called In Vain. The album is called Currents. Uh, indie Recordings released it, and it's an extreme metal album, but one that deliver doesn't just like deliver on a heavy point. It's heavy as fuck. It's got all that, but it's. It's more complex than that. I describe them as not an easy band to pigeonhole in the sense that it's so many different elements. Now, there's a lot of that nowadays. It's like, you know, it's a combination of death, doom, mm -hmm. melodic metal, and so on. But in vain, to me, they, they threaded that line perfectly, where it was a perfectly balanced thing. And when it was switched to weird melodic metal, um, or if it was just crushing and heavy and so on, they nailed it. Um, yeah, basically. So, Vane's Currents is my number 10. Um, great album. Yeah. And one I haven't actually listened to. Yeah. No? Yeah. So that's probably why it's not in my top 50. Yeah. If, if it's that <laughs> there you good. go, yeah. Uh, my 10th one's probably nice and straightforward, actually, I think. I'm just going to have to keep bringing my list up here because I forget what order they're in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I won't have to say too much about it, but it was uh, Jord uh, by Mole. Oh, number 10? Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Um, you know, I, I liked it as an album a lot. This is a bit one of the weird things, right? I liked it when it came out. Yeah. I listened to it quite a bit. And then I didn't really listen to it for a while. Mm -hmm. And then we went and saw them play yep. uh, with Ghost Bath. And then, you know how it happens sometimes, you come out of there and I'm like, oh, I just listened to that album again. Yeah. And then probably from that point to now, it's been like a regular right. play. Which yeah. reminded me, right in time for the Christmas period, uh, the, the the end of year list, just how good it was. Because mm -hmm. I'm not sure where, I, I probably would have featured, don't get me wrong, I probably would have featured, yeah. but if we hadn't gone to see them, because it came out quite a while ago, it may whether not or not it had featured like high... Uh, low high down the list like towards the top 10 yeah but yeah so there you go number 10 well I won't say anything about that yet because it might feature in my top 10 so we'll get to me right my number 9 um, is by Soul Attrition and the album is Vash and Rain it was self-released now Soul Attrition is a solo project uh, it's of Josh Parlette don't know if I've seen the last name right, mate, sorry. And he actually plays bass for the Chicago Sludge uh, in Noise Trio, Escape Is Not Freedom. Anyway, this is his solo work, and my God, he blew me away with this album. It's it's the debut, obviously, the project is that as well. Um, and it can, it like, it's like post-metal, but it's got grunge elements. It's sludgy as well, with alternative sort of vocals and things like that. And you might think grunge and post-rock, they kind of go together, but sludge and all that, it's, it went... I know if you hear grunge, if you don't like grunge, that might put you off. It would normally put me off. But it's not yep. that kind of grunge. That's exactly what I was thinking in my head. I was like, oh, fucking grunge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that <laughs> kind of grunge. It's it's simply a fantastic album. Like, I, I, it's one of those where you get it and you kind of like, because it's come personally as well, it's like, oh, God, please don't let this be shit. So when it's not shit and you can kind of go, oh, man, that's amazing work. That's brilliant. Then it's even better. And, like, the fact that it's a solo project as well, like, I think, man, like, Josh has, I hope he's very proud of his work. Because it, it's fascinating. I think from beginning to end, it's it's brilliant. It's very varied, but it really, really nails like like the the word rains in it. So it kind of makes think of dreary day and stuff like that. And I think that's what it feels like when you listen to it. Rain, yeah. dreary, grunge. Yeah, <laughs> you're, really, you're selling it, man. It was a, it was a ten out of ten album. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, uh, ninth on the list for mine. I think for an album that featured in 
very, very highly in many, many people's top tens. Actually, mm. I was surprised how high it went. Go on. Uh, is Firepower by Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is an amazing album. I yep. really do. It's not like you know. It's, no, I don't want to say anything negative about it, but I've seen a lot of people that have them at like number one and two, and I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a fantastic album. It's brilliant. Again, backed up probably by the fact that I saw it live. Got to see some tracks from it. And yep. that, all, that all kind of helps build its momentum for the year. Helps you keep coming back to listen to it more. Um, but yeah, it's Priest and at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's Priest it's... and it's not like a. Uh, I think I think you wrote the review for it, and you you kind of alluded to it in the review, which is like it's not it's not just for the sake of it do you know what I mean it's, it's still relevant Yeah, it's still new and fresh sounding and it's exciting and, and it's great to see that from a legend yeah I agree um, I d- it didn't it didn't break my top 10 in fact I don't even know if it's in my top 50 um, yeah but that's generally just because there was other stuff that I preferred that's it it's simple you know um, but it was a great album it's one of those where it's like it didn't break the top 50 because there was so much better but yeah like as Brendan said I totally agree with that one of the important things is that it's not just like you find a lot of like the older school bands they do an album and so on and it's kind of just like yeah it's alright it's cool to have you back and stuff like that it didn't feel like that with Judas Priest it kind of felt like oh yeah you, you still yeah. got the fire he's still just going Power. It? it's not like a it's not, he's not doing like a farewell tour he's not doing anything he's just still going yeah yeah 100% still touring still yep. making new music yeah right my number 8 is uh, one you're probably way more familiar than I was until I listened to it but it was good enough that it, it, it broke into my top 10 and it's by um, Skull Moulds and the album is Sorgia. Sorgia, am I saying it right? Yeah, yeah. Well, as far as I know, it's Icelandic, so God knows. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Napalm Records uh, released it, and it's just a damn good bloody album. Um, one of the things that you alluded to in your review was about how cold it felt. Yeah. Um, and like the glorious instrumentation. Oh, God, yeah, words. Yeah, um, what's called it? And it, it just nails it. It's kind of like it's like it's folk metal, but I don't know. That was such it, a negative when you yeah. say it. Yeah, I mean, you always feel like whenever you say folk anything that you have to defend it. Yeah. Um, if you were defending this, if you did feel like you needed to, like I mean, we, we spoke about it a bit, is it's definitely on the heavier side. Yeah. Uh, it's guitar-driven folk. You, you know what I mean? It's, mm. There's folk melodies in the he- guitars, but it's not like we're not talking flutes. We're not talking. No. Violins. Yeah. It's it's a very heavy album. I think, and uh, I remember listening to it, and like you were saying about the cold, and it was like. It kind of this is. It, I know this is not what Iceland's like these days. But this kind of made me think like this is what Iceland's like. You know what I mean? It was like it's cold, it's harsh. You know, it, it, it's. You're not thinking like the Antarctic instead, instead of Iceland, like no, the Arctic. You know, Iceland's pretty fucking cold. That's why they call it Iceland. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've never been there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, and shit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it um, yeah blew me away when I eventually got. It was very late in the day that I kind of listened to this one, so like I said, it. it push its way in there because I do enjoy folk metal and yeah. um, they're not they're not that they don't come around that often and a lot of the times it's played more for laughs so yeah, yeah. it's kind of nice to have a I'd say a serious record yeah, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Um, what's this then so my number my number eight eight is Rivers of Nile oh okay yep where owls know my name yep good album very uh, good album yeah I loved it man I mean actually even though this is only at number eight on my list I, this is one of the ones I, I kept toying with and at one point it was in the number one spot oh, and then really? it was somewhere else and I kept going back and forth. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I wasn't big uh, in terms of knowing a lot about Rivers of Nile before listening to this album. Yeah. Um, you know, but it just kind of blew me. I didn't realise how different they were, uh, how, how progressive they are, the different types of instruments, the kind of jazzy stuff that they have going on. Yeah, and good choice know. of words, progressive. Uh 
Yeah, so I remember when it, I remember it coming out. I remember listening to it. I remember reviewing it and being blown away by it. And like, even even to that, even actually on the way here, I listened to one of the tracks from it on the way here. Oh, okay. You know, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Great yes. album. Well done. I don't know where. I know it's in my top fifty. I can't remember where it's positioned. Obviously, number one. No, no, no. It's not in the top ten. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. Very deep. Yeah. Um, right, my number seven is by Necrophobic. It's Mark of the Necrogram, which was out by Central Media Records. Uh, this was a bit of a return for uh, Necrophobic. Uh, they had a bit of a lineup change and some time away. So the kind of question that was flowing around about them was, well, black metal, you know, black and death metal and so on. It's kind of moved on since, the, since their last album. Would they really kind of be able to keep up? Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't very familiar with them. I'd heard of them, but I wasn't familiar enough with them. So I went into this with kind of... Fresh is, I had nothing really to compare it to. I wasn't going, oh, is it going to be this? But I was aware of the history. And um, fuck me, if there was any concerns about anybody, they answered on this. This is, I would go as far to say this is the most fiery, most like, oh, what's the word, I would th- th- word I'd like to use? Where it's like energised, re-energised sound. Where it's like, oh my God, like it's like you knew. like You were like, we have to prove something. And they came up with this. It's... It's again. It's almost like a band going. Okay, well, we've been away for a few years, a fair few years. A lot of other bands have stepped up into the sort of black and death metal kind of scene. Um, we've got, to, we've got to reclaim that shit. Yeah. And they really go for it in this. Um, oh, yeah. I, I love, I love this album. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, surprising as well because I do enjoy a lot of black and death metal, a lot of death metal and stuff like that. But rarely would I, would I, do I go? Oh, these are ten out of ten albums. You know, normally it's like, oh, that's really good. It's an eight or nine, maybe, depending. But this was a 10 out of 10. Fucking blew me away. Yeah. That's my number seven. Stuff. Mm. And I, I think my next one is possibly the one that you were talking about when you said that um, oh. it wouldn't have featured in your lit top 50 at all. I might be wrong. Go on. Oh, no. It's not the next one. Sorry. Ignore me. It's the one after that. Uh, my next one yep. is by Antichrist. Okay, yep. All right. Uh, Wrath of the Beast. Yeah, you're a big fan of this. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. But again, you know not overly familiar with the band beforehand knew of them but I wouldn't say like you know I knew I would have been able to like name albums and all that sort of stuff I didn't realise um, they're one of those bands every now and then I guess they come along where you like you don't realise how long they've been around oh yeah you listen to them yeah you realise actually they've got a tremendous reputation within death black metal yeah um, American band very very hard working hard tourers you know really really work hard at the sound and yeah, I was just blown away by the whole album, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I put it down at the time that it was easily my favourite Black Album release of the year so far. Mm-hmm. This was in February. Wow. And it, and I very much doubt anyone will better this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which which is a big, which, well, big claim to make in February. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And uh, there are albums I think better than it, but, only, but not by, but you know, I'm talking fucking fractions here. Yeah. To be honest with you, so... Yeah, which funny you say that is um, I've probably written about fifth, slightly off topic, but I've probably written about fifteen reviews now for albums that are coming out in January two thousand nineteen, yeah. and uh, it surprised me because like uh, I hadn't really found anything, then I did, and the bar had, I'll give you a clue the bar has been set for twenty nineteen with an album that's released on January fucking fourth. Okay, so I mean like already it's like yeah. okay there's the bar let's see where we go from here you know, um, which you actually you know. I'll, I'll, yeah. Um, Which, uh, yeah. Yeah. Can't say nothing. I don't know. That probably got picked up anyway. Yeah. Fuck it. It's Soil Works new album. It's Soil Works new album. That's which, great. Um, when we spoke about the ten things that we were looking forward to next year, that was the one I put in my list because yep. the singles have been so bloody good. 
And it was just like, wow, these things are amazing. I am. Um, I've started. So I'm, glad, I'm glad it backs it up the rest of the way, man. Oh, yeah. I was actually like, I didn't think I'd love it because it's soul work. But yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's your bar set already. <laughs> Excellent. See them at Bloodstock as well. Yeah, yeah. Right, my number six. Now this um this is one that my god, this is where um my to use a wrestling term, my smarkiness gets to come out because this is by a band that fuck will anyone have heard of because they're a French band and their success as little as it is is only in France and it's by La Homme Absurd and the album is called Sleepless out by Soundage Productions and God damn this is a black metal probably this is yeah this is probably the black metal release of the year. Like that traditional black metal, um, it, what a traditional black metal, but you know, run through the whole modern filter where it doesn't sound like it's recorded in a garage, that kind of crap, you know. In a forest. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, really, really dark album. Really, really impressed. Um, I'll be honest, we don't get loads from France, but when we do, I always find it tends to be the pop punk side of stuff that comes through. So when this came through, I'm initially I was like, oh, it's called cool, black metal. I didn't really have high hopes. Oh, I love being I love being proved wrong. Um, do check this out. This is one I'd like because a lot of these ones in the list are, I think are they're out there. They're easy to find. La Homme Absurd Sleepless isn't. Yeah. So try and try and find yeah, it basically. I've not heard of it at all. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah. That's my number six. Right. My next one. Mm. And this is the one that um, I think was the one that you're possibly talking this about. This is in. This is your number five. Six. Six. Right. Yeah. Oh wow. This is number six. I'll be. Um, this is a dispute one. But let's dispute then. So right. this is I put it down as Behemoth. So I loved you at your darkest. Okay, it's not what I thought. I, that oh, was not okay. what I thought. But I still I can't believe that's top ten. I'm surprised that, that anything else in my top ten isn't in your top fifty. No, anyway. I didn't know if it was in your top ten. I saw the picture. It might have been in your ten to twenty, your eleven to twenty. Part. Oh right, okay. We'll talk about it after. Yes. <laughs> um, really, Behemoths. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm quite lucky with this mm. and I know exactly why I like it so much more than you do mm. right and this happens quite a bit not just between us but I would imagine between lots of people go on you have been a behemoth fan for a long time yeah fairly so time. you have a kind of history with them you have a preconceived idea of what you want from them mm -hmm. I have not been a behemoth fan for a very long time at all okay in fact I wouldn't have really classed myself as a fan of them at all mm -hmm. really uh, probably other than the last year or two so I get to go into this album with a completely open mind looking forward to it okay. uh, I reviewed the only reason I probably checked out this album was because I was reviewing singles and they released three singles yep Got, uh, God Equals Dog Walls of Side released loads of singles probably even doing the wrong singles now but um, and because of the singles I was like I really I really enjoyed it yep now you reviewed it and you didn't review it badly at all. I think you oh, gave no, like an eight and a half yeah. or something like that out of ten, which isn't bad. Yeah, it was not a bad. Oh, you did at all. say. I remember reading when I was putting it uh, a snippet up into the article. You did say that the problem that you had with it was that for you it was behemoth, kind of not being traditional behemoth, slightly changing, but like sitting in that middle ground. That's not, right. Not, not quite decided which way they're going to go. That's right. So they'd one foot in the future yeah. one foot in the past well, that can only happen to a person listening to it if they're very aware of their that's past that's true yeah to a person yeah. who has no inclination of their past and is not bothered about it yeah you just hear it as what it is and as what it is I think it's a fantastic album and I would have probably given it a 10 out of 10 to be totally honest with you wow that's fantastic what way to put it you're right you're right because it's yeah. clearly too conflicting it's a, it's, a, it's a blessing sometimes it, it, you know, it's, it sucks that you know, part of you is like how, how come I haven't listened to them in the past I know who Behemoth are of course mm. I do I've never not known but I've just never really listened to them. Did never cross. Yeah, you, just, you know, I just didn't. So that yeah. was that. So so 
you know, now you get into it and be like, that's brilliant. It may be now that I go and listen to all the previous albums and come out of that thinking, yeah, okay, the most recent was terrible compared to them. Fair enough. It may be. Mm. But when listening to this album, like I said, it was a blessing. Having no preconceived idea of what it's going to sound like, listening to the singles and going, wow, Behemoth are fucking awesome. Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for the Satanist too. It wasn't like that point of view. But as Brennan said, my thing was, it was too halfway. Like so I thought, it was a, still, it is a great album. It's yeah. not be stupid yeah, to say otherwise. Say, you didn't say negative. You know, it. It, you know, it was literally just that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That for you, with what you know of them, it was like they want to kick on now, but they haven't quite kicked on. They're like just sort of sitting there, you know, in the middle ground. Yeah. Not basically. Not sure whether we should go this way. Not sure whether we should go that way. Yeah, it's like we want to do this, but we don't want to lose our fan base. That's kind of built us with the Satanists and things like that, and you know, so on. Fair enough. All right, number five. Um, is this in your top ten? Uh, no, it's in my top 20. Right, okay. Tribulation Down Below, Century Media Records. You wrote the review. Um... I did, and, it, and it's a bloody mm. fucking brilliant album. Mm-hmm. And it's only barely in my top 20. Like, you know what I mean? It was, it was that one. It may even be number 11. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's very close. Okay, do you remember what your number 11? Because I remember what my number 11 is, actually. And it's... No, I mean, it's possibly this one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's possibly this one. Well, yeah, down below, it's it's gothic, melancholic beauty, basically. Um, it's an experience. You described it. Oh. Um and it, it was a very early release that was a yeah, instantly was like pegged. January or February, it, it? was, it was right, right at the beginning yeah, of January. Yeah. Um, and it was early pegged as, all right, this is going to be one of the best albums yeah. of the year. Like, early pegged as that. Um, yeah, really, really, really good album. I, I, I remember fully expecting to dislike this album going into it. Mm-hmm. I really, really did, because I remember reading about it and about this whole gothic thing. And in my head, I'm thinking it's going to be like fucking him or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so I went into it right down like my yeah. opinion right down at the ground and come out of it like do you know what I mean not like brought up halfway I was like fuck me how wrong was I yeah yeah fantastic the only reason it fell out of my top 10 in the end when I was trying to you know you're trying to do those decisions and you're yeah. like is that as much as I love that album probably at about halfway in this year I didn't listen to it again oh okay it didn't last me the year whereas some of the other albums that come out did really that's a good um, way of putting it yeah and I don't know if that's just because purely you know if you listen to so much man some things just get lost in the shuffle it does yeah <laughs> basically and yeah. it may be that if I put a song of them on by now I'll be like oh fuck yeah, yeah, I was wrong it was also feel fresh again yeah. wouldn't it yeah 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 cool uh, right, your number five my number five uh, Zealanada Stranger Fruit wow this is my number 11. Is it? Oh, yeah, this is the one that couldn't make it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it couldn't was so close it. to being in there. Yeah. And like we said, you know, being in number 11, being number 15, mm-hmm. you could just as easily have been number two or three or four. Absolutely. Um, Stranger Fruit, for me, had a massive impact. As much to do with the fact that I was so desperate for them to uh, not go... What's the electronic shit so You didn't want them to go sacrilegium. You know, and 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 there, there was, possibly, maybe there wasn't, but it felt like there was a real risk of actually that, mm-hmm. that might be their thing. You know, we've seen them live, they were amazing. The first album's got a collection of amazing songs, a collection of nonsense. Yeah. And it was like, what's going to happen here? And can anyone, you know, with so much hype, so much, mm. you know, they're, they're out with profits of rage and all that. Yeah. So how are they going to back this up? They can't. So I hoped for Stranger Fruit to be okay. I was like, please just be at least okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice yeah. seven out of ten that goes, yeah, look, do you know what? It wasn't as good as the first one, but it's still solid. Yep. Let's see what they do next. Yep. Uh, Stranger Fruit, <laughs> looking back on it, with everything you know about the band now, is a million times better than the first one. Oh, release. yeah, yeah. A million times. Yep. It's more complete for starters. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but there were just things that happened with it, that, like, you know, reaffirm your metal life. You know, like the f- Waste, the single Waste getting released. Yeah. 
And it was like... Yeah, 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 yeah. That it was... All, it was probably the closest they come to being a straight up black metal song. Yeah. You know, without too much of the kinks or anything like that in it. And being like, you know, those little, uh, yes, there are. Yeah, yeah, let's <laughs> say we can safely yeah. sit back and go, cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's an amazing album. Definitely one of the best of the year, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I say it only just missed out in the top 10. Um, and as, as Brendan said, I would uh, up the 15, maybe more interchangeable. All of them interchangeable. Mm. And Stranger Fruit could have easily been my number one. Could as been, much as it could be yeah, my eleventh, you know, which is just a, and again just shows how strong metal is. Yeah, well, lucky us. Yeah, right. So this next one, my number four one, is a band I have banged on about a lot this year, including oh, they God, were. Yeah, <laughs> they were. They, um, they also got a song in the top ten songs of the year podcast, um, which is on SoundCloud. Go check that out. Um, and it's Vermilia, and the album is Catkit. I can't ever say the shit properly. I think that's close enough, right? I watch, I watch quite a lot of Viking shows, so yeah, I think that's close enough. But you got to do it with a bit more like yeah, Viking action. It's got the like, accent Kack as well. It. Yeah, probably like that. Yeah, it's a self-released album, um, and it mixes black metal with pagan vocals, female pagan vocals. Um, it's it's beautiful darkness. It's only eight tracks long, and it is from beginning to end. It's fucking stunning. Um, this is gonna sound really stupid. I am. I have. I hate. I hate. Merca turned up this year, yeah. Because I feel like Vermilia is Merca but better. Yeah. But Merca's getting the attention for reasons I'm not entirely clear. Yeah. Why. Yeah. Somebody can feel free to explain that to me yeah. as well because what the fuck? Yeah. I, I maybe I don't know enough. <coughs> I've reviewed singles of Merca. I've listened to Merca, and we've even had the displeasure of seeing her do a song live. Yep. And I really don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it at all. I think it's terrible. And then we like said, so then there's Vermilia. Um, having to self-release this album which is an absolute banger the fourth best album of 2018 in my opinion um, just out there um, go to Bandcamp check it out if you like Merca if you like that style you're going to you're going to love this and hopefully you'll be in agreement with us yep. when it's like oh shit actually yeah this is what people should be getting talking yep. about you know I'm banging on about a Bloodstock the book familiar as well for next year they yeah. would fit so great the good thing is that you would imagine that Merca are a download kind of band. Yeah, yeah. So that hopefully we won't get Merca there. Yeah. Nothing else. That's my number four. Yeah, strangely, actually, Vermilion is not even in my top fifty. And I, and I do go. like the album too. Yeah. That's the thing. It was no. It was no. Oh, this album shit. I don't want it in there. I actually really, really like it. Maybe that was a, a, a an accidental omission on my part. Um, my number four. Yep. Yeah, my own. Yeah, number four is Amorphous. Oh wow, Queen Amorphous. Jesus, it's in my top fifty. I can't remember where. Yeah, again, this is another one that came out quite early in the year, uh, mm. May, and I didn't want to. Sometimes you review stuff because you need to review stuff rather yep. than that you particularly want to listen to something. And I wanted, I, I didn't really want to listen to this because uh, I kind of had a feeling I would know exactly what it was going to be like. I'd heard it was a multi-genre, progressive, lots of clean singing, all that sort of stuff. You know, it does give you a picture. And I was just like. Oh God! Oh, I'll do it then. I haven't, <laughs> haven't written a negative review for a while. <laughs> you know, let's listen to it and then I can write about how much it fucking sucks. If you ever, and, uh, I jump in. If, if we ever ju- just jump in, if you ever go to the site and think, why, why have these guys added like why have they reviewed Black Velvet Rides as well and Fallout Boy? Probably because we're like, you know what? Yeah. Let's give something really different a go and see how it turns out. Yeah, normally it doesn't turn out well. And you're right. That's why you went into Amorphous. Well, and, I, and I was right, and I, yeah, and I, but this is the great thing about us, let's blow our own trumpets a little bit here, is yeah. that I'm not so stubborn and obstinate and pig-headed that I would listen to it then, and I've already made my mind up, so it's going to score lowly. 
quite happily have my mind changed. Yeah. And I went into that expecting a, not I wasn't expecting it to be like I don't know like the new a new Limp Biscuit album. I was expecting it to be like a five or a six. Yep. You know I know they're a talented group and all that sort of stuff. And then as I I started liking them a little bit as I was doing research on them. I remember doing the research on. Oh them yeah, yeah. And finding out that. They almost do a thing that we would frown. They do well. No, we definitely frown upon in metal mm-hmm. over their career, which is that they have changed dramatically. Oh, okay. So yeah, on yeah. their debut, they were a straight-up death metal band. Oh. No clean singing, no keys, no nothing. Four members, three-minute blast songs, like Slayer with black metal vocals. Right. But the and they've pretty much all stayed together as a band as well. They haven't changed members very much. All right. But they always apparently agreed that, you know, it was a case of we're, never, we're not going to be a genre, we're going to go where it goes. And they decided on the next album, they brought a keyboardist in and they became more mellow death. Okay. Then the next album, they brought a clean singer in and they became something different. The next one they brought, you know, and they, they changed it like How that. How confusing. So, you know, if you're an amorphous fan, you obviously must be in for the whole journey. Uh, I'm without or you're just picking them up as they get Yeah, album. maybe, maybe. But, you know, Queen of Time, when I listen to it, like, it has... There isn't a genre you can come up with in your head, well, there probably is because there's so fucking many of them, mm-hmm. that doesn't feature on this album. I mean, it's power, it's grind, thrash, it's thrash, there's black metal. Do there's... they do party grind? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know what that is. Like a sex move. Positive grind, <laughs> what that is, mate. <laughs> um, there are oriental themes in there. Oh, wow. Um, on the Way Here, I listen to a song which has a very large saxophone section. Uh, it has everything in it and I wrote in the review and I was even saying it now in my head you're thinking that sounds great but how can it possibly work right. it's just too much but it don't it, it works it's just like it's so well put together gently used they, you know it's not like a case of just throw everything at a song you listen to the song you listen to the album and it is a it's a hot, it, I don't know if it's meant to be but it's a whole concept yep. you know and you do get it you know so well put together so well written so well played sung but like it's a it's a gentle bit of folk, you know what I mean? It's yep. not like hey now we'll do a folk song and hey now we'll do a death metal song. The song each all the songs you get like an eight minute long song that just moves through different structures and sections all the way through. And yeah, I was blown away by it enough so you know for me to still be very blown away by it today. Yeah, you know thought, your fourth best album of the year. Yeah, mm. have that you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is where things get interesting. So Oops, I'm at number th- three. We should have like a little sound effect, shouldn't we, for the top three? Bum, bum, bum. There we go. Uh, number three, um, for a lot of people out there, just I think more than a person, none of the big magazines or websites have really banged about this one, but I've noticed that personally, like people who like rock and metal, are a lot of them are putting this as their number one album. Oh, right. It's quite late in the day as well, um, it came out. And it's if you know it, as I'm about to say it, you'll be like, oh yeah, of course. It's In The Woods' new album, Seize The Day, out by Demir Morty Productions. This is fuck me. Like, it's similar to almost what you said. If you want an album that just does everything, yeah. yet somehow makes it all work, this is in the woods. It's very, very, leans way towards more progressive, but with elements of doom and death thrown in there. And holy shit, is this a rewarding listen. Um, I didn't know anything by in the woods when I went into this. I was like, okay, cool. Album review got to be done. It's one of the promos that we do, it and so on. It's just one of those where it's like, holy shit, this is, this is stunning, absolutely stunning. And I've I have not seen a negative review about this album. Everyone that's listened to it has gone, that's fucking excellent. That's all I ever see. And it's the third best album of the year, easily, and it could have easily been my number one, but it, it isn't. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't listened to it yet. Then that's, that's why one. I'm not going to mention it at all. Yeah, that's one for <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, I did just remember what my 11th one is. Though. It's, on. like, it's not Tribulation. My 11th album is uh, Headcage by Pig Destroyer. Oh, wow. Pig yeah. Destroyer getting in the top 11. Which blew, blew me away. I actually saw that album as someone else's top 10 as the number one. Mm. Which surprised me, but not by much. I yeah, yeah, because it's like, your number wow. 11, yeah. Yeah. Um, dun, dun, dun. Mm. My third one. Parkway Drive. No way. Reverend. Top 10. Yeah. I think it's, it's in my top 20. Um... Yeah, of course it would be because it completely changed well, you, your you, opinion on that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, I, I, I'm surprised that you didn't think it was going to be my number one. No. And, and it could have been. There was a period of time that it would have been. And it isn't, hasn't died on me. Like, it hasn't, you know, I still think it is an absolutely fantastic album. And this comes from a person who, if you'd have asked me about Parkway Drive six months ago, six months ago, I would have told you there's not a hope in hell of me ever listening to them. Yep. Because that is not my cup of tea. Mm. Um, this album. Didn't change my opinion of Pathway Drive. They changed their style. And right. That's why I can sink in with it now. Yep. It doesn't change the fact that for a lot of their earlier work, I still think it's tripe. Yep. I absolutely <laughs> think it's tripe. I've tried to listen backwards. The album before this I quite liked because yep. that was the start of the change. Yep. And then I went back one more than that and I was like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, this is that's, fuck. That's where this ends. <laughs> You're almost ruined it. You're, that's you at number one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But Reverence is a strong album. Yeah. And I know that we're, we're all so metal, so we're not allowed to say that Parkway Drive are good. <laughs> but fucking I, stupid. No, but you know you know the score. Yeah, you know, I know the score. The core, they're part of the core and all that sort of stuff. The reality of it is is that the new album, uh, if, that had been a de- if that had been their debut, and in a way it is into this new style of Parkway yeah. Drive, people would have raved about it. It's, it's only because absurd. of their history that people are, are pissed with them. And actually, if a band, if you don't like them because they're not very good, and then they change to something else, I mean, shouldn't I mean, isn't that a good shouldn't thing? Shouldn't you give them another go? Yeah, you'd be like, well, I didn't like you before, so now you've changed. Mm. It's like, well, try it now then. Did this that metalcore thing just means they get lumped in with a, a group as if like metalcore is automatically shit? I know mm. there's a lot of bad metalcore bands out yeah. there, but there are a lot of great metalcore bands out there. Yeah, and Parkour would Drive. Happen to be one of them. It's ridiculous. Like, so core is shit. If you have the word core in it, it's shit. Um, like, if it doesn't have the word core in it, you're automatically good. But we know that's not the case. Yep. There is a lot of shit. Black metal, a lot of shit. Death metal, grind, thrash. You well, name it. Yeah, exactly. Every genre has shit in it. Just like every genre has gems in it yep. as well. And Parkway Drive were shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, I did not like a lot of their stuff. I love what they're trying to do. I, I'm not going to lie about it. Everyone will go, yeah, they've gone mainstream, they've gone commercial. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah. And I'm actually completely okay with a band deciding, like, do you know what? We want to make a play to, for the bigger stages. We want to go for it. We're not going to release a radio-friendly song. These songs aren't radio-friendly. They're still plenty heavy. Yep. I would argue that actually listening to these compared to the older songs, because there's a better production on they sound heavier. Well, it's interesting uh, you say about making a play for bigger stages. They're making a play, but it's like that's that's seen as a negative for some reason. Yeah, I know. Yet when the release is so fucking good as Reverence is, why do we have a problem with yeah, it? They make a great release. They've upped the, the stage show, yeah, show like twenty fold, yep. And are what are we pissed that maybe they might one day knock Def Leppard off of the main stage download? Yeah, like what are we angry about? <laughs> we do need you know what I mean? bands yeah. to do this, mm-hmm. otherwise we're never gonna, you know, no one's gonna if. You've got to be. Should, they have to be allowed to be ambitious. Do you? I mean, think... what is the point of them trying to achieve anything if they're if the fans are like you? You only have to achieve up to that point, but then if you go past that, we won't like you anymore. Yeah. Do, that should, do you think the um, the fact that Bullet from Valentine made a similar play in a different direction shortly? Not massive. Not like shortly. It wasn't like a week after, but yeah, yeah. close enough that also happened. That's kind of twisted people's view. 
I, I know because I think the people that hate Parkway Drive would probably hate Bullet for My Valentine anyway. Yep. I don't think it's that at all. I just think that I think for I think it's just two things, right? Uh, firstly, we know that negative people are vocal. Yep. Oh right? yeah. Yep. Um, we can talk, say for example the Bloodstock forums. A lot of people, a lot of people do want them to play at Bloodstock. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'd be surprised at how many comments are pro it. Uh, but there are a big chunk of comments saying no. No. However, when you think about the fact that that Bloodstock forum on Facebook has something like a thousand members, and Bloodstock sells out what 20, 18, 20, I guess 20, 000 20, 000, people, yeah. The vocal that and, and out of them a thousand members, it's thirty people saying no. No, yeah. It, it's, it's negative people are vocal. Yeah. So actually, all this hate that they're getting, it may not actually translate to real life. It's just what you happen to pick up on social media. Yeah, it's the one that jumps out at you. I think it's that, and I, I think secondly. It's, I, I think it sounds a bit strange and I, I kind of understand this a little bit is that sometimes people might think that because you, you, you haven't come from like this rich history and with great albums and great debuts and great tours and everything like that, they maybe don't deserve to step right. up I'm not saying that I think that's right because I don't mm-hmm. but I can, I can see why people might think that way do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like what, why should Parkway Drive now have one good album out and be on and be, be a headliner yeah I can understand that thinking even though I think you're wrong yep you know, I, I, that's the truth of it. Uh, I, I, for me, I, I think it's a fantastic album. Well done to them. Um, looking forward to seeing them next year. That's not a blood stop slip, by no, the way. It's, that's it's, a, a, Alexandria Palace. Yeah, that's in February. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, oh, they yeah, know, they know about confirmed. <laughs> yeah. To um, be fair, though, we'll jump in the set. We joked about it last time we talked, um, and you put a great case forward. Yeah. Before then, we were all in the impression that um, it was going to be a certain other band. Yeah. It's now not going to be. Um, so it pretty much seems because it's never confirmed that it won't be them. So now everything now seems to point towards Parkway Drive. Everything I think a lot, a lot does, but we, you know, we've been we've been thrown down this path a few yeah. times there now, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Let's wait and see. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's definitely not. It's not. A, it's, it's not a guarantee. I remember when I put it in my five bands. I'd like the headline Bloodstock. It was put in partly tongue and cheek because I didn't believe it would ever happen. Yep. It would now probably. It would be now my most likely. Yeah. That, now, now all the percentages have gone up bit yeah, by yeah. bit. Yeah. Right, well, my number two album of the year, the second best album of the year, is again one that I think when people hear will go, of course. It's been out for a while now, and it's Conjurer. Uh, Maya, our Holy Royal Records. Um, fuck, what an album this was. So, it's been a great year for me and Conjurer. You know, yeah. um, I was introduced to them this year, the album, then I got to see them live at Black Heart, then I got to see in Camden, London, I got to see them at Bloodstock, and it's just been a great follow-along and so on, and they're cool dudes as well, we've even run some interviews with them, two interviews about Bloodstock and about the album um, on the site as well, so they, you know, they're, they're considering the, the praise they've received from the, the mainstream press as much as anything else, yeah. um, this this is consistently, I think, although it's not, I haven't seen it at number one, I've seen it in top tens everywhere, um, it's, well, it's, 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 what can you say, it's fucking heavy as hell but it's it isn't that heavy for the sake of being heavy it's incredibly I want to say doomy but incredibly um, what's the word depressive you know it's just assaults your fucking ears basically um, it was to me a game changing album I thought for sure for a long time it would be the number one album of the year um, they really really come out of nowhere and for a British band as well yeah Good on them, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. well done to them. It's a very good album. Yeah. Um, I know my opinion isn't going to mean shit now, having come off the back and just put Parkway Drive in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually, I like the album a lot. Yeah. I like the band. I don't get 
exactly the fuss. Right, oh, fair enough. I think it's very, very strong, and it is in my top 50, but I think it's in my, like, 20s. Right. Somewhere like that. Um, that's the truth of it. Very, very good album. I'm I'm not quite yet there with why people are blown right. away by it. Not quite on board, yeah. I think it's strong. I think it's like a good 8 out of 10 or something like that, you know? But there you go. That's well, the way it goes sometimes, isn't it? You're wrong. <laughs> I am wrong. I'm always wrong. Yes. So you're number two then. My number two is... Your is... second best album of 2018. Surprise us. Okay. Desolation by Chemist. That is my second favourite album. And this one I I'm not surprised, yeah. in the number one spot quite a lot. Okay. Um, this is quite a surprise one for me. Maybe it's not, right? I'm not huge on Doom. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm yeah, not, that's fair. Uh, I don't, I like it, you know, but it's not like my go-to genre by any means. So like, if I'm in the car or anything like that, it's not doing that. I'm looking, yeah, at yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in the morning, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Forty-mile journey to work. It's like, yeah, that's good. I'm gonna just drive into somebody. Uh, this album, I guess, it kind of worked with me a little bit better because it's not straight doom. Um, there, there's quite a bit of a mix in there again. There's yeah. some good thrashing kind of guitars. It's catchy. The vocals aren't super low tone depressive you know that sort of stuff uh, I, I, I didn't know anything about Chemist before listening to the album and I, I loved it I yeah. love it I love it still I think it's a fantastic album it is a fantastic um, album yeah more of time the last song on it it's like a it's... 10 12 minute fucking epic and yeah. I remember loving the album up to that point and then li- when it ends you know when your album ends with a song like that you're like this better be good because if you give me like 10 minutes of average Static it's going to kill shit. the whole yeah, album yeah you know what I mean and yeah and it was just like after all of that that I loved you, you then went and like that. went fucking yes yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah no yeah massive I massive think, it, I think it's year. my number 12 yeah I know I, know, yeah. I, remember, I know it's in your list somewhere because again I saw the you saw the picture, picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely incredible album absolutely, you're absolutely right um, and as you said it, to call it just call it Doom is not to do it justice because Doom yeah. so I, I think, think too varied turn, turn as well. Off as well a little bit, you know. Like if you're not a fan of Doom, mm. you can still listen to Desolation and come away like in love with it. You know, it's not it's not made it's not straightforward Doom for Doom fans. Yep. You know, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. They're a band. I'm 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 quite excited about now. I'd yeah. Really love really, to see. Really, really, really love to see. Um, yeah, it's a band I'll be watching closely now, man. I mean, I think I think it's like their second or third album, so they're like they're not like they've been around for thirty years mm. or anything like that. But yeah. Cool. Which brings us to number one. Number one. Now, dun, dun, dun. again, I guess this is one of those where it's like, if you've been watching us, not watching us, we haven't been doing this long enough, but you've been listening to us for a while, you might, and you know, if you've got to know us, or if you know us personally, uh, and you're fans of our music as well, you probably have an inkling what my number one album is, because it hasn't been the other fucking nine, and it had to be in the top ten. The moment this album came out, it was pretty much confirmed and it's never changed. When I wrote this list, this was the first album I wrote, and it got. I, I didn't put numbers up for either as well. I just. Ch- I, 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 I gave you that list. We basically broke the site down to what was nine, nine point five, and ten, and it was something like one hundred and fifty-four albums. And then I went through that and I went right. What's not in there? What's not in there? What's not in there? Start remove, remove until I hit fifty, and was like, those are the fifty. And I then was like, right, you doing a numbering thing, but it, I st- the idea was I was going to start fifty backwards, but I yeah. just straight away I put this number one. Because uh, I couldn't, I knew it wouldn't be topped. My favorite album, the best album of 2018, is Jord by Moll, out by Holy War Records. Now I'm going to read you what I wrote because a uh, paragraph I wrote in a review because I think to me it sums it up perfectly. And I love it when I when I reread my stuff and I think I'm blowing my trumpet here. It's like <laughs> that's really good, you know. Who wrote that? Oh me. Yeah me. <laughs> 
Blending atmospheric black metal with post-rock, Mole deliver a masterclass in invention and brutality. The progressive melodies, riffs and hooks, strong enough to reduce people to tears. Screeching vocals, vile enough to render fat from your body. And drumming so intense you'll be hearing ringing in your ears for days afterwards. Mole have crafted something special with Yord. Don't be foolish enough to miss out. It is the best album of the year. And um, if Brendan already mentioned when he talked about it and why I was keeping stum. If I needed confirmation, now I was on a similar point. I did this album with a deaf, um, and then I just kind of stopped for a bit. Mm. And then we, uh, when they announced the support for Ghost Bath, I was stoked. Two of my favourite bands on the stage together, and then we saw them. And since that point, it's been back a repeat play again because it was yeah. just a reminder. And adding that to it as well, and seeing an incredible 30 minute performance, so it fucking was as well. Um, yeah, it's the best album the year. I think it's wow. Yeah, wow. Love it. Love it. Yes. There you go. Now, can you do your number one the way I did it? Don't reveal straight away. I want to guess. Um, it's Machine Head's Catharsis. Yep. I'm joking. It bloody better not Ghost be. Ghost prequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Now, that should be interesting. I'm not too sure what your number one would be going off this It's now. in your top ten. What did I miss? You know what it is already. You just forget them. That's all it is. Yeah, go on. So my number one is Saw Gear by Skarmol. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Um, your number ten? No, it was like ten. seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seven, yeah. Uh, you you know I've been tra- I've been trumpeting on about yep. this album for a while since it came out basically, and um, yeah it blew me away. I actually remember when I wrote the review, I was just flicking back through what I wrote there, and the last line I wrote in the review was, "This is quite possibly album of the year for me." Mm. Amazing job, and this was way back when it came out, like three four months ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it stayed there to be honest. Oh, um, you kind of you kind of said pretty much all I need to say about it when you were talking about it anyway. To be honest with you. I didn't go into this again thinking I was going to be blown away by it because, you know, it's a good folk metal. And I think I remember thinking, oh, I fancy a bit of this. You know, it's Icelandic. I've not really heard that sort of side of things. True. Viking slash folk metal in it. Um, and then I was intrigued by the fact that I couldn't, trying to write the review and everything was written in Icelandic. <laughs> um, all the song titles are. Yeah, I hate that Characters shit. <laughs> all over the place. Copy and Even pasting everything. Skarmold's name themselves is about two alt code kind of characters in there. Yep. Uh, but everything sung in Icelandic, I, it's just an experience. I think it's an experience to listen to. I really do. I think it is. It kind of now is a set a bit of a bar for me with what I expect other folk slash power slash Viking metal bands to be able to do. You know, I think there's going to be very very difficult for a lot of bands in them genres to top an album like this. Yeah. And now I've listened to this. It's almost like. I'm going to compare that. This is the album I'm going to compare other ba- other albums to. You, glad you just said that. Um, today, uh, I listened to a similar album that's in a similar vein to Scar Mold. Mm. And I had that problem where this is a good album. Yeah. But all I kept thinking was, this has been done better recently. Now, Scar yeah, Mold was yeah. fairly new to me. Yeah. I didn't hear it for quite a while until, in fact, probably the last two weeks. Yeah. What, and it jumped up that quick yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it's a special album. I do genuinely... You know, whether it's number one, number ten, whatever, I think it only takes a couple bars of the first song or first couple of songs when you hear that tone they have when the guitars come in, yeah, and you'll be like, you're interested instantly. You're like it does, it does. There's no build up with it. There's no like song on it that's maybe oh this one didn't really hit home yep. for me. There's no like oh waiting for it to kick in. It's like notes one of track one plays and it's straight into this guitar driven yeah. riff, and that's what you get all the way through. All, yeah. All the way through. Little stops every now and then for a bit of melody. 
Vocals are strong, yeah, nice and unclean as well. When they, you know, it's not always what you get in these. No, music. for sure, yeah, they're nice yeah. They're, they're barked and they're rough, and that in a way that almost makes the fact that you can't, you you couldn't understand what he says anyway because he's singing in Icelandic, mm-hmm. almost like a, a, a not a, not an issue because I'm not sure I would have understood him if he was singing in English. Yeah, you know, but yeah, it does. And that sort of side of thing never matters. Yeah, because ultimately, and I, I love the way you put it. It's like it's at no point. Do you think, oh, that maybe didn't work as well, or that didn't quite hit, no. or you know, that track was just yeah, a bit know, more pedestrian? You the know? thing you do with all of these lists, you have to do it. Is although we mean it, as in, I genuinely believe, a hundred percent, that Saw Gear is the best album that was released this year. Yep. I do mean that. However, you know, we're also aware this is a purely opinion-based game, isn't it? And it, what you end up doing is like you, I list them as in what impact they had on me, mm-hmm. and that's what once what, what I had my fifty. And then I was like, okay, when I was trying to place them, I was going by impact. And that's why, I, that, for example, I moved Tribulations. Right, yeah, because yeah, fair Because I was days. like, massive initial impact, faded out at the faded end Faded out, year. really fascinating. Do I think I'll still be listening to Saw Gear next year? Absolutely. Mm. Just like I will with Jord. Yep. Just like I will with pro- pretty much every album in my top ten. And, you know, the ones in your top ten, I'm sure it'll be the same for yep. you. And that's why they're in the top ten. It's not like a spur of the moment, or I'm blown away by this album. It's the fact that over the six months it's been out... Like, it's not, it's, it's, I mean, I literally will have days, I went to work like a couple of days ago, where I just decided I'm just going to listen to that, and I just listened to the album all the way through, it's like a couple of days ago, all the way to work, and then on the way back, it's like, oh, I might listen to it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 You know, because it's still, it's still impacting today. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm a massive champion, these guys. Really, ex- well, we kind of, I'm hoping, right, I, I, I've done a bit of research into it, as you do from a band afterwards, right? Yeah. And uh, Scar Mold are... A reasonably big name in Europe, which we get sometimes with yeah. these bands. You know, they haven't maybe quite reached any kind of pinnacle over here. Oh, for sure, no but in way. In their homeland, they're massive. Ah, uh, it's one of those. And yeah, they've done. They do these special events, which they haven't done one for a year or two, but they've done them about four or five times at this huge uh, arena or stadium. I don't even know what it is. It might just be a venue in uh, Reykjavik, where they they play. With the like ninety piece Icelandic symphonic orchestra. Oh wow! And they do a three day stint there, where they play each night, and they've been doing this for quite a while. And apparently, like from what I was reading on, apparently it's a fucking spectacle to behold. It must be, with yeah. Scar mold with his ninety piece orchestra. So essentially S and M, but with Scar mold instead of Metallica. <laughs> we know how I feel yeah. about S and M. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, do you know, what? I remember seeing a little snippet on it when I was googling something, and I, I was like, I'm going. Like honestly, if they do that next year, I'm going. Why would I not do that? Iceland's like an hour away in a fucking plane. Yeah, yeah, nice little holiday as well, yeah. And I was like on there, so I couldn't get, get tickets now, but there was no like sign of whether they're going to do it or not mm. this year. But I was, I was like, yeah, that'd be fucking amazing. That it? would be actually, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. There you go, that's the 10 best albums of 2018, according to Brendan, according to me. As you can see, we have similar tastes as always, certain things. And I think 100% fact that all the ones were in his 10 are in my 50. Yeah. All the ones in my 10. But most of them, there's one most or two of them that I have stuff like that, yeah. 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 Are in your top 50. Yeah, yeah. That's how close it often is. We share the same taste, but as you can see, our numbering our systems, how what we what what impacts us and what we enjoy yeah. is always different. Our number ones are not, I wouldn't say miles apart yeah. at all in sound and stuff like that. I think we both always leaned way towards the heavier stuff. Like, I don't know if there's a pop punk record in my top 50. Don't know if there was a oh, good I, enough one I, this year. I, I absolutely know there isn't <laughs> in mine. I'm trying to think. I was those... trying to think. Like, is, do you think there is a single album in your top fifty that? Oh no, no, that doesn't work because there's already some in your top ten. Right, here's my question for Go you. On. Right, 
Is there an album in your top 50 that we haven't reviewed? No. Yeah. See, there's one in mine. Oh, interesting. And I actually, you know what? Like three times now I've said what my number 11 is. And I think actually this was my number 11. Well, we didn't review it because we didn't. Can we come up to the party too late? What? Alien Weaponry. Oh fuck yeah, 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 yeah! You're right. I mean, oh good, you know, I didn't we, even we didn't, consider it. We didn't. Re- well, we knew who they wow, were. Wow, yeah. But well, we, we didn't review the album. We didn't review the album when it came out. We heard all the fuss and all that sort of stuff, and it was only because we saw them at uh, Bloodstock. At Bloodstock, that we were like, shit, that's awesome. Mm. And this was, oh god, a good few months after um, after the album had come out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So we didn't go back and review it. I remember no time, when I went yeah. through the list on it. And then I was looking through other articles on the internet and I just kept seeing it pop up and I was like, of course. But anyway, you're right, you yeah, 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 you're right. It didn't even, so didn't even cross give, my mind. Give it an honorary 51st position. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah, you're right. Great album as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so that's the top 10. We're not done yet, though. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Sit your ass back down. Because we're now going to talk about just general good things that happened this year. Things yep. tongue-in-cheek as much as anything else. Anything off the top of our heads, because I already yeah. have one. Yeah, this is thinking about it. This is not scripted at all. No, we <laughs> completely decided in this, like, five minutes before I turned the damn camera and microphone on. Um, but I've got my first one. This is it's a funny one. It's a silly one. Go on, you go. Right, one of the things I loved about 2018 was that I fell back in love with Andrew WK. For a weird reason. Now, you might think, what? His six-pack? Um, no, what it was, right, so, you know, we all know who Andrew WK is, he did Party Hard, and that's about it. Um, I'm a bigger fan to say, oh no, he had other songs and all that, but let's be honest, he did Party Hard, and that was it, you know? Um, and he fell off my radar completely. Go and read, I would give anyone advice, go and read the conspiracy theory surrounding his identity as one of the most batshit, craziest things you'll ever read. According to the conspiracy theorists, I'll give you a brief overview, is that Andrew WK is not a real man, and has been played by... Uh, actors and the evidence it is insane okay um but i didn't even know about it till this but basically he released an album this year called you're not alone and it's nothing special i think i gave it like six or seven out of ten as an act because um what i love but why i give it that high was i already knew that he was a motivational speaker and all that but i didn't know how that would translate into an album and initially when i went into it i was kind of like well, I'm going to review the album for the site. It'll be cool. You know, party anthems is what he does and so on. And what I didn't get that. But there are one or two tracks, but they're the negative side of things. What I got was an album that was one of the most uplifting, positive messages, positivity albums. And I was actually generally blown away by how good it made me feel about how... There's one or two tracks where he gets his messages mixed, but suddenly it's like, I've got to throw in a party anthem that hopefully will yep. sell, you know, records and stuff like that. But the likes of You're Not Alone and... The actual song "You're Not Alone" um, really, really touched me. I was like, "Wow, this is really nice." Not great, like we're not talking great music here. We're talking good music, and I just thought, "Damn, man, this whole positivity thing he's got going on, I, I, I buy it. I buy it. I believe it. I bought into it. And I thought it was fucking cool." Yeah. So it kind of just sort of made me reappreciate. Not that no, made me appreciate because I never appreciated Andy Care. I wasn't. Party Hard was a song that you heard. Wouldn't say I was a fan at all. But, you know, this was like, oh, okay, there's more to this dude than uh, a white sweaty t-shirt and um, partying hard, basically. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah, that's my first one. I suppose... Must be something positive that happened this year. Yeah. I suppose <laughs> um, I suppose one we can talk about as well, it's come up quite a bit in these, uh, these conversations, is, um, and it is a positive in a way, uh, Machine Head's catharsis and how they approached the album, I guess, in regards to doing what they want to do. 
um, particularly bastards, and the message that it was sent out. There's a lot of negative that can be said about it, and it would probably pop up in our negative video as much as anything else. Yeah. But I think on reflection now, the older it is starting to age and stuff like that, it's like, okay, I think it's still uh, probably one of the more satisfying in that sense. When it, The term catharsis is quite fair, really. Yeah, no, yes, yeah. it, it is. You know? Um, I, I mean, you know, like, we, we don't do this for song, top songs of the year or anything like that, but Bastards for me is one of the top songs of the year like one of the best songs that's been released this year I, I genuinely believe that oh, oh, in, in the terms again of like one that's had the most impact on me yep I never I didn't really get offended by the words in it, it was, I, I, yeah. I, you know I understand we spoke about it before about yep. whether it could have been delivered differently or that but I never felt offended yep. by what he said I never felt I never took it the wrong way I don't think I always felt like I took it the way that he meant it um I think for me, this year, away from just catharsis and uh, uh, Rob being a bit of a hero of mine. Yes. Actually, this year, Rob, for the most part, has acted really positively. He's done a lot of things that I quite like and respect him for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in terms of good things that have happened this year, I think it's quite cool that Rob's kind of been out there in somewhat people's eyes, stirring shit up. Yep. In more honest people's eyes, just speaking truth. Yep. I think. Is what he's kind of done, you know, um, the whole dime bash, oh yeah, kind of white power, Phil and Selmo stuff, bastards again. Yeah, you know, I just it's cool to see a hero out just laying it out there and just saying, Do you know what, I'm, I'm gonna let you all know exactly what I feel about this shit. Yeah, it is one of the yeah, it is because um. You know, you, you're a musician. You got to, you get put in front of press and stuff like that. And often, a lot of the times, I guess you've got to tell the line. Yeah. The last thing anyone needs in music is their is their heroes or their front men to dis, to think they shouldn't speak, to be fearful of speaking their yep. mind. I mean, that's truly the whole point of metal, to a degree. Is like that's what we do. We people don't always like it. We sometimes say naughty words. Yeah. We sometimes shout. And you know, scream and swear. And yep, it's all part and parcel of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's a, it's a great one. Um, you know, the more outspoken people, whether, no matter what their opinions... Um, I'm going to use another example about being outspoken. Um, it's a controversial view, but I admire OMS um, for their stance on animal testing. Um, you know, they've got a hardline stance on it. You can take that as you will, you know, um, and so on. But I admire the fact that this is what they made no bones about it. This is part of their music as much as anything else. Yeah. Um, a lot of their <coughs> uh, music is related to the charities as well. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like, look, we've got this thought, we've got this opinion, and so on. And this is what it's going to be. We're gonna. We're not going to shy away from that because some people don't like it. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's cool. You know, it's uh, it, it's a lot of the time our music is driven by some form of inspiration, be it disasters, uh, politics. Um, you know, death and so on. So absolutely, you know, we we talked recently in the Metallica, uh, ten things we hate. And uh, when I was editing the video a few days ago, I was laughing to myself over the fact that you were talking about crap lyrics, um, yeah, in regards yeah. to James and singing certain ones and stuff like that. And it was just a sharp reminder that yeah, man, like sometimes you don't take the lyrics and the meanings and the context, and it's like oh, actually, a lot of our bands, you know, Machine Head is the example here. Really take that and run with that, you know. Yeah. And he does bastards, regardless of um, controversial wording or not. At certain points, if you listen to the lyrics, it's a positive message. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I like that. I like positivity in metal, you know. Another thing that's really been great this year, Gojira proving that they are headline material at Bloodstock this year. 
Um, they, I don't think there was a massive amount of controversy when they got given the slot. You know, usual kind of people and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they blew Bloodstock away. I don't think anyone had a negative thing to say about that. Nah, I, yeah. yeah. If they did, they were lying. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. They were lying or they weren't there. Mm. <laughs> Anybody who was there, like, yeah, you didn't come out of that thinking, like, you, these guys shouldn't headline. Absolutely. The only thing you come out of that thinking is, God, we'll never see them headline here again, will we? No, yeah, 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 yeah. If they don't go from this on to fucking headlining Wacken and headlining Hellfest and headlining fucking every other festival out there, then what can you do as a band? And, yeah, I mean, continuing it with the sort of theme of bands stepping up, we've already talked about them, but Parkway Drive, um, yeah. particularly in regards to the stage show, um, we only got a taste of it when we were at a uh, short yeah, show where they did, like, five or six songs. Yeah, that was, like, four, wasn't it? Four yeah. songs. Yeah. Three from the new album and one from the old, uh, second yeah and um, it was brilliant yeah it, yeah uh, a lot of people enjoyed that like you know like we were there mm-hmm. and we watched it go down and I know it's a different crowd I do you know this is a, a Metal Hammer sort of thing so yeah. you might think maybe they're more Metal Hammer downloading yeah kind of bands, bands. but uh, if you got like three or four songs to make an impact like the, they, they made an impact in three or four songs you know like it was I've listened to the album it's great get on stage stage show considering they're only doing a couple of songs it was like amazing how much that they brought and put into it yeah I, I honestly I like I'm, I'm not going to go into a, a big Parkway Drive speech again <laughs> yeah we've already had one of them yeah <laughs> but it's not about Parkway Drive that's the thing it's not it's, it's about bands being able to do this yeah and I'm, I'm immensely proud of a, any band that takes a step up manages to keep relevant and good on the way and I think it's fantastic I really hope more bands do it yep and more start challenging those bigger guys above saying your time's you know, done move over yep. yeah let me on that stage yeah yeah, you know? yeah. we don't need Def Leppard again need then is hopefully the booking agents or whatever to then have the balls to say yeah it's someone else's time now you know not only that, we also need the fans to, uh, re- you know, um, we need you to do your bit as well. Um, you know, Parkway Drive playing in Alexandra Palace in London in February isn't going to mean much if it's half full. No. You know, you need to be going to these shows. And that lineup's incredible, people. Come on, man. 2019, Killswitch Engage Support, Die Out's Murder, first band on. Yeah. That's three pretty damn good bands. Um, so that's a hell of a show if you're on the fence. And it's pretty reasonable price, I think, as well. Yeah, it's about 40 quid. Yeah, which, which is... for three bands at Ali Pali is a, a bargain, actually. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so maybe, like, don't don't give Metallica that extra ticket money. Yeah. Go give Parkway Drive it, you know? Um, of course, you know, that, that... So, yeah, and it's, you know, there has been... There's been a number of bands that, even per, I guess it's more personally, but that we've seen and Lisa and Buzz and so on that have kind of make more of a name. We've mentioned a couple already, like likes of Conjurer, um, but Alien Weaponry is another one. And yeah. it's just nice to see these peop- this, this fuss being made and where it's like, okay, okay, we could... We already believe there's a future in metal. We don't agree with people saying there isn't and stuff like that because they're just not looking in the right places. But whether we like it or not, we do require on the big publications to throw their weight behind these people as well so the record labels and all that can get yeah. a bit on board and things like that so um, you know it's good to see that as much as they think yeah it's only a handful of bands out of what is hundreds and thousands you know of yeah. bands um, but it's a start yeah somebody's got to do it that's the thing mm-hmm. I mean years has gone by where we always wondered like who's going to be next on them headlines you know what about when Slayer, Metallica, Ozzy everyone stopped yep what about when they've all stopped yep you know who goes next yeah and there's no, there was, there's a worry that there's nobody stepping up, and I'm not saying that they're there yet, 
but at the moment there are a couple at least that look like do you know what they they might you know and they're not all bands I like Avenged Sevenfold are probably the most likely and they have been for a while yep. to become that next major headliner that ends up headlining almost every year at yeah. festivals yeah Gojira now will hopefully be that one on the heavier side of things yep and Parkway Driver not at Gojira's level yet because yet. they have yet to do it and prove that they can hold yep. it but you can't do that until you get given a chance can you mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah another sort of positive I think as well is although I didn't love the album um, I thought it was very very good it was nice to see Architects um, yeah I was going to deal yeah. with I was going to kind of touch this from a more of a blanket thing because actually the negative the, the, there's a negative in like obviously the, the kind of mental health issues that seem to play not just people in metal but right. you know, sometimes it's more prominent in metal because they write about it yep and um, or, or the grieves, grieving and dealing with death and cancer and all that sort of stuff and yeah. this year there have been a fair few albums including Architects which have almost been like a way to get past that grief mm. you know I think Architects coming out and be, being able to finish that album get it out there get it done an album that or at least there are a collection of songs in there that almost act as a trilogy of their stages of grief yeah yeah um, we had a similar thing with Our Hollow Our Home where it's a whole album uh, basically dedicated to that exact thing where it's split into three subsections that's right yeah sorry, five sections of different stages of grief uh, and there's also like just uh, there's probably loads more but there was um, where is it where is it where is it where is it I can't even. Remember. There's an EP that's in my top ten EPs of the year. Yeah, go on. Which was uh, one of those single track EPs, but the track's like eighteen minutes long. Oh yeah, and it is one of the most heartbreaking people pouring their emotions out onto a microphone that I'd ever heard, ever. Yeah. You know, uh, ending with like the guy almost sounds like he's crying down the mic as he's screaming to his dying parent, "Why don't you stay a little longer?" and it's not about, I know this sounds like it's a real negative, but all those sorts of music, what I find that they do is that actually, if you ever suffer from depression or you're in a bad place or anything like that, listening to other people not grieve, but deal, like dealing with it, it's, starting grieving and then coming out the other end of it, yeah, is very, very helpful and almost like the sort of thing that might help people, um, you know, get through their own issues. It's like they're like self help albums mm. <laughs> to a degree. You know, I know that for a, for a fact that if somebody in my family passed away from cancer, listening to something like Our Courage, Our Cancer, but While She Sleeps would help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like listening to Our Hollow, Our Homes uh, in Moment in Memory from this year would help me. Mm. You know, and that's the thing about it. I think it's great that in metal, we appear to be, right, there's a big thing about like men not talking out about these things and all that and people always being down and no one wanting to talk about it. I love it when the metal band get together and decide that we don't go for any of that bullshit. We just put it all out there, and they put it all down on the uh, on a on a record. Yeah. All their emotions, all their depressions, all their fears, everything like that. Because then the people that don't talk about it listen to it, and I think it makes them more open. So to me, it's almost like heavy metal or addressing these issues head on. And I definitely saying, well, actually, you know, we bucked the trend. We I will think, talk about it. And I think that's definitely more, been way more prominent this year than any other year. Well, at least either that will become more aware of it. I think we've become more aware of it because uh, not just this year, but in previous years, there's been obviously like quite a few high-profile deaths. Deaths, yeah. Um, from suicide, depression. Um, 
yeah, you know, it's like I, 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 there's, there's not, not even people that are dying. That's the thing. There's all these stories that come out about the people that are going through shit times. Like yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, what, five what, finger death punch drummer, drummer. Yep. Um, um, Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse guitarist. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it is there. It's there in our eyes anyway. But rather than it be something that we'll ignore, metal seems to be facing it head on by saying, actually, we're going to buck the trend here and we are going to talk about it and our album is going to specifically deal with depression. Yep. And our album's going to deal with suicide. Yep. And I think it's fantastic Absolutely. that metal as a whole, not, not one genre, not little... One no, band. all of us, Metal yeah. as a whole is seeing this as a fucking issue and, and it's going, Joe, what, we're going to address... We're going to, we're going to challenge it. We're going to take it on. I'm very glad you said that because then it brings me to these next two points. One, I will... I love Brandon that's right. I hope um, you 100% agree and uh, you will touch those words because it's incredibly moving. Um, I already listened to an album that's um, coming out in January, very, very early January. Um, the one you laughed about earlier on with the length of the name. Oh, is right. entirely based around suicide of a friend. Yeah. And, and trust me, the lyrics alone are like, holy fuck, whoa. But there's also an EP this year that came out by a British band called Deadwood Lake, Forgotten Hymns. Now, Deadwood Lake, very important here, was a band created in tribute to the lead singer's brother who died. Originally, they were just going to be a studio band that wrote songs in tribute to him yeah. since then it's evolved into a, a, a live band and stuff like that how fucking incredible is that take a horrible event yeah. and use it this you know that you're right it's, 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 it's one of the, it's a positive thing you know it all sounds it sounds talking about touchy subjects so it sounds negative but yeah. it's not it's been said in a positive way that we're changing and we're and metal is the catalyst for that more than any other genre oh absolutely you know yeah yeah, I mean, generally, you're, you're not seeing Justin Bieber coming out doing a song about how he's suffering with depression. Baby, baby, Still out working and you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, right, move on. You touched upon it already. We won't do a list, but highlight some of the best EPs we've heard this year because we didn't really think. So I'm just going to fly through some that yep. you should definitely check out. So I already mentioned Deadwood Lake's Forgotten Hymns. Check that bad boy out. Six Hours to Kill, Faith and Misery Volume 1. There's a very talented band right there. Soul Dissolution. Now, no stranger to me again in this site. Um, their album, the album uh, Stardust, um, is actually, I think it's number 12 or 13 on my list. Right. But the EP would be arguably number one, potentially. This is Soul Dissolution's um, Nowhere would probably, could very well be my number one EP of the year. This is a very, very talented band. Uh, Voland, uh, who released Voland 2, a four-track EP. Now, the reason I want to highlight this one is basically this, came, this is a Russian band and there was a theme behind it which was due with, I think, the 1918 what Russian Revolution. Hmm? What were they Russian for? <laughs> um, and this EP, I think, can, I, I couldn't... If you could say if you could say to me, if I could say to you, this sounds Russian, and you would, you, like, it's incredible how cool it is. Right. Um, Hypno Sister, this is one of the more weirder ones on there in the sense that I think you'd hate it. Okay. I think you'd hate it because it's definitely is towards the more pop rock side of things. Guy's incredibly, incredibly talented. Um, trying to see more. Um, a Cunning Man to Heal a Broken Body, Scottish um, folk slash rock metal. There's yep. a lot right on mix there. Um, we're going to leave off a couple of these because we've already done them. Um, you've got them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dream Troll. You want to do it? Yeah. Yeah, so Dream Troll's a witch's curse. I think, well, you know, I love Dream Troll mm -hmm. anyway. I think they're awesome. A bit old school. A little bit of a retro kind of throwback. Yeah. Lot, a, lot. Of a bit of fantasy element to it as well, which I quite like. It's a lot of fun as much as anything yeah, else. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great fun. Um, Rotten Kingdom. Rotten Kingdom. Um, I've got Democritus on mine. Yeah. Um, Starting again. 
That's yeah. the name of it. I was just lost on it there for a minute. Um, that's one of those ones where I think it was backed up by seeing them. Yeah. I think if I'd listened to it on its own, I would have liked it, but not like been overly, you know, going back to it over time and time again. Yeah. Then we saw them live and that backs it up and then you're like, you know, you kind of almost like the EP more than the back of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Empyrean Atrophy by Cast of Stone. Don't very know good, this one. Very, very heavy. Uh, what else have we got? Beautiful Room by Converge. An old school, old older band converge, but yep. kind of not normally my cup of tea. Kind of delves a little bit into the hardcore side of things, but I very much enjoyed their EP. Two by Dark Butter Rising. Mm, yeah, never heard of this. Um, oh my god, what's the name? There's only two songs on the on the EP. Interestingly, which one probably was called two. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and, uh, track one is called something one. I can't remember the word now. Something one, and track two is called something two. A very long song lots of it's very dark it's doomy black <laughs> kind of metal and they, they wind on but like it's really it's very exciting stuff very interesting it's not exciting it's not the work because it doesn't get your blood pump it's no that. It, it's, it's like a different a kind of ger- excitement journey isn't it? kind of excitement yeah you know? just a small um, um, God, Godthrim is a grand yeah. reclamation I'm surprised you like the EP yeah considering... I, I mean the, 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 <coughs> the problem is a lot of the time is that because you're reviewing stuff, I'm reviewing stuff, right? That's what we're doing. Mm. And because of time and because every five, seven days a whole new wave of music comes out, uh, I, I don't always get time to go and listen to everything that you've reviewed. Oh, of course, yeah. Positively. Uh, and there's pro- and that's probably why you come in to say Saw Gear so late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, if, you yeah. Were, if you weren't reviewing so much of the other stuff, you probably would have picked, picked that up, up yeah. and, and heard it much earlier. Yeah. You know, so... I. But every now and then, you know, there's, there's a couple that I do try and grab um, I'm actually not massive on Godthrum yeah yeah. Uh, that's the thing like uh, we, we did they were at Bloodstock weren't they yeah yeah and I didn't find their show to be all that yeah I gave it 9 out of 10 I think you gave it like a 6 yeah yeah. Like, nothing wrong with it but nothing special mm. but I did enjoy the EP mm. that's the thing I enjoy listening to it better on my music player than I did so much uh, live. live show however saying that I did do them the other way round I didn't listen to the EP until Right, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the EP came out after, but I hadn't listened to it. But I hadn't listened to them prior to seeing them. Yeah, of course, I was already quite familiar with them. You know, yeah, it was only because I saw there was an EP out there and I knew the name. And I was like, oh, I didn't really enjoy that blood stuff. I'll give it another go. And, and now, maybe, like, yeah. yeah, and then I was like, oh, okay, you know, now I'm like, if I saw them now, now that I know these couple of tracks, I'm you like, might be more. I probably it. enjoy it a bit more. I love Godthrum as well. Um, there's some big names in Godthrum. And they um, they talk. They're 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 good people. Um, I'm always blown away for a site as small as ours. Uh, if any of the big bands will give us the time of day, um, and Godfrey give us the time, given us the time of day, yeah. and been nothing but polite um, and nice people to us. That that doesn't colour my view in the sense that they're just fucking great, and yeah. I love them at Bloodstock. Yeah, um, yeah, no, you do. Yeah. Um, they were one of my they're one of my top ten live fucking shows. And speaking of loving that bloodstock, yep. And probably would you segwayed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did, but you ruined it. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> uh, True Believer was uh, of one, one of my other favourite EPs of the year. Yeah, uh, something I listened to because I, they, I heard they were playing at Bloodstock, and I thought oh, I'll check out a few of these bands I've not heard of, and absolutely loved it. Uh, Aussie band. Yeah. Um, it's hard, what would you what genre would you cast them as? It's, I mean, the it's best like hard rock. Yeah, um, it is quite hard, isn't it? It's not like 
Hard Rock, I don't think, does it quite justice. I mean, because you go ACDC or Hard Rock Band, and they're, yeah, not, they're, that. they're not that. They're not that. No. You know, um, it's Hard Rock, It's, not, it's not more like a faster? Mastodon sort of, yeah. sort of sound. I don't know. Either way, they're a very, very interesting band. They're very, very good. The EP's only got three tracks on it, but of reasonable length. Uh, having seen them live, they backed that up live. They're better live than they are on the EP. And yeah, see, the you EP love them. I thought they were fantastic. I man. thought they were and good. it isn't really my cup of tea, mm. normally. You know, it's clean singing for the most part. Shouted clean. Yep. You know, it's not like a... It's, it's very energetic. Brian yeah. Adams or anyone like that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and the uh, bassist or guitarist uh, looks like a character out of Vikings, which also helps. Well, as we're on the Bloodstock conversation, one of the areas I wanted to touch upon was this year we got to um, see a lot of New Blood bands uh, mm. more than... Because it was kind of our focus this year for the first time ever because we were there as press for once as well. Yeah. Um, and I always got to meet a lot of them. I think we should touch upon some of them. You've already mentioned Democrats. Um, yeah. Um, who were, an, well, easily one of the best New Blood bands of the weekend. Um, could see what the fuss is about in, the, in, our, in our country. Um, one of the nicest things has been about really pushing ourselves to let's focus on the future which is what we wanted to decide to be and what we're building on is we've discovered I think uh, that the British metal scene small as it is is probably stronger now than I've ever seen I've ever realised it was yeah um, particularly particularly I've got to say up north yeah um, maybe not so much down our end of the woods in we, Kent we've got too much to do haven't we mm. they've got nothing to do up there uh, yeah so um, they make music <laughs> don't they from Bristol <laughs> Um, but well, mind you, they're across a Cardiff, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, um, Wales, yeah. but um, Sheffield, um, you know, where I, Iona from, um, who are an incredible, um, well, neither of us are particularly, well, me more so, I'm not a fan of symphonic metal. Um, you're on I'm and okay off, with I think. It. Yeah, it depends. <coughs> yeah, a night, I, I used to like Nightwish, and then Nightwish turned me off of the genre a bit, actually. With yeah, yeah, well, where It's nothing it? to do with the music, it's to, it was to do with all the Nightwish bollocks. So it was actually quite refreshing to catch... Aonia there and um, they kind of reverse that they turn me back onto the genre mm. a bit, you know yeah yeah I think so too I think um, I think it and, and their album The Seven which was uh, out this year as well a couple of months ago yep. is, is brilliant it really is brilliant um, very very impressive and we talked well we're going to give you some insider here we talked privately afterwards about uh, who we'd spoken to who we'd seen and uh, who we thought had real chance to go forward yeah, yeah. and a like, real chance of a massive future yeah and we both agreed it was Iona I'm not saying the name right this no. is a fucking it's that IA at the end yeah Ionia Ionia sorry guys the, yeah. Yeah, I'm, if I'm you... probably, they're probably going no Carl you're right Brendan's doing it wrong oh yeah time, but... if you watch me all the time you know how much I struggle when it comes to complex I know it's only five letters but Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> but it's me yeah. Um, but yeah no, we both agreed yeah. this was one that we saw had a huge future I mean God almighty they put the wrong festival on Yeah, they've only done the debut album and it's, it's the fest three next year um, lovely they're, people they're, to talk yeah, to lovely people characters the music backs up the rest of it mm. but you know in a, in a boring way they're just they're a very markable band because they're just genuine people with great music but they have unique selling points yeah you know these two soprano singers everything like that it's 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 not unique to have a singer doing that in a band it is unique to have the two yep. doing it in a kind of harmonised fashion yeah you know I think that makes them stand out from the crowd I, I really think it do. does too and like I said it's not just that that like you go oh that's why they're good because it's the rest of it too the guitars are great the drums are great the keys are great they work well as a unit mm. they look genuinely comfortable with each other and happy to play together and they look like they're having a great fucking time 
and that, like we always say, translates onto the crowd. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I hope, you know, hope we're not wrong. I hope they hope it does work, and they do go on to bigger and better things yeah. and everything like that. But yeah, because it it is it, it, as Brendan said. I think one of the most highest praises we can give to a band like that is that you re you re-energized us into a genre that we both had fallen out of love with. Yeah. Um, and that says a lot, I think. Yeah, well, definitely. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So if you don't haven't checked them out now, do the album. I think it came out like God, awesome. end of October was beginning. Yeah, it wasn't beginning October. October. Yeah, it was during the fest. Back, I can't yeah. remember quite the date, but so it's only been out a couple of months, not long at all. Um, who else from the New Blood at Bloodstock? From the New Blood, mm. who else did we see in the New Blood that we liked? Uh, Earthbound. Earthbound, yes, Earthbound yes, were great, yes, very enjoyed them. Yeah, they were really, really good. Really great tash and hair, the singer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cracking job there. Um, yeah, so yeah, they were they were good. Really enjoyed them. Um, I'm trying. Well, I'm not struggling to remember the band. I'm struggling to remember if they were on that stage. Okay, yeah, because um, it was obviously someone Jaeger as well. Yeah. Oh well, Seven the, Hells. Seven Hells. Did we oh, see them on seven, that stage? Yeah, yeah. Seven we did, Hells yeah. were great. Yeah, Seven Hells were actually. You know, when we spoke about what we said about Aonia, they were the other band that we were saying. Well, yeah. And Seven Hells actually. Yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of the bands actually when we interviewed them, they named Drop Seven Hells as the they their, did one that was a, a level above where where they currently were. And when we went to see them, uh, uh, with all due respect to a lot of the other bands we saw, you see that you mm. know there's like an air of professionalism. Just, ju- it's like no negativity in any band, but like you, the likes of Seven Hells, you're there like so high, mm. and then Seven Hells just that one step ahead, and that's what it was, yeah. you know. And um, yeah, very, very impressed by them, absolutely. And here's the most fun thing as well: a lot of the uh, bands, you know, we saw and so on and talked to and stuff like that. We, we're 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 not that old, no. but man, oh man, did I feel old? Yeah, because they're I mean, so I young. Am, and I am that old, you know. And you think, God, these guys are so young, and they're already here at New Blood stage at Bloodstock. Yeah, you know that's fucking amazing, you know. Um, yeah, so impressive. Uh, although they don't play in the New Blood stage, um, uh, they play the Jagermeister stage. Massive shout out to Alpha Omega, yeah, um, who really blew me away. One yeah. of the highlights of the weekend. Um, Nor- Norwich, isn't it? yeah, that's Norwich right. Point, yeah, yeah and they ended up playing the Jagermeister stage, even though they went for the metal to the masses, like uh, a lot of the other bands did. They got the Jagermeister slot, and um, it was rocking. And yeah. one of the things that really impressed me about their set, it started off with maybe twenty people, didn't end that way. That oh, tent slowly uh, filled up as people yeah, sort of like, oh, okay. Pulled a crowd yeah. in there by the end of it. Yeah. And also on the Jagermeister stage, just as a and real off, you, you, you probably know who I'm going to say. Yeah, like, waiting for this, yeah. Kamikaze test pilots. Of course. I mean, I know that they're quirky. I don't know how far quirky gets you. It depends, mm. doesn't it? It depends if magazines and then labels back you. But genuinely, they're amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. Amazing to listen to, amazing to watch. They're just a really exciting band. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, go. Jagermeister say was very strong at Bloodstock as well. Um, Chemicals just pilots are from South Africa, aren't they? Uh, this is a bit of a strange one actually. They're no, they're, they're actually from Zimbabwe. Okay. Or, or some members of the bands are. However, I I believe I may be incorrect in saying this. I do believe they're UK based now. Right. Okay. But I could be wrong in saying right. that. But yeah, you saw, yeah. One of the other things I thought I'd sort of jump on as here as well is the rise of um, seeing metal come from continents and countries that. Yeah. Um, not normally used to um, the rise of South African metal. Um, yep. You know, you talk to anyone involved in that scene, and I've become got to know a lot more thanks to some contacts over there. 
um, and reviewing stuff and hearing it and going, oh, okay, there's a scene over there. But it's a very enclosed scene where there's a bit of a glass ceiling. And we actually had a conversation with one of the bands at Bloodstock um, from that scene, yeah. who it was incredible. One of the best interviews uh, for Bloodstock. Go check that out on um, the video section on YouTube. Um, Deity's Muse. And um, probably for front runners for us anyway, at least in the metal side of things, mm. um, from South Africa. And it just really opened my eyes. And it's not just them. I also want to give a shout out to Australia. Yeah. And one specific band. Because uh, when you think of Australia, you think of, you think of rock. You think of Airborne, you think of ACDC, and that's what you think of. So to see a band like Christ Dismembered, um, and I'm sure there are more, I'm sure there are more. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, we're a black metal band, we're a thrash metal band from Australia, send us your stuff, man. Send it, send it to the site. Go to the site, go yeah. to the email, send it. Happily check it out. Because I'm absolutely interested to see breaking the norms and to get a black metal band, and I mean corpse-painted black metal band, who are also yeah. doing really well over there. Rise, it's fucking brilliant. Then there's the rise of Eastern European metal. And, you know, that's not to say there was ever a nigger, but I'm seeing more and more bands come up from Ukraine, from Poland and places like that, you know, who aren't your behemoths and stuff like that. I'm thinking, oh, this is fascinating, you know, yeah. really interesting. Because, you know, we're used to the Scandinavians, we're used to the American, we're used to, um, you know, Germans, yeah. German metal and so on. So getting these countries and you've talked about it already, but Zimbabwe, yeah. you know, um, you know, it's fantastic. No, it is, it is great. It yeah. is great great to see it all coming out i mean it's probably always been a scene there it's mm. just it's great that it's finally reaching this far yeah and know. i do think that's one of the been one of the highlights of 2018 yeah. at least for us you know it's just being more aware of this and i don't know how much that is through the rise of streaming youtube and Bandcamp and stuff maybe you know? i don't know i don't know i mean a lot of it is helped by the fact that you know a lot of the bands that we've listed there we've got to see at bloodstock which is you know so credit to bloodstock yeah because they're bringing yes. them over yes we will always champion Bloodstock and you can say, oh God, this lot of Bloodstock, yeah. oh, you only like them because you go there um, and got press. We pay for our tickets every year. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. We choose that because we want to go. Yeah. Mm. And they haven't offered to pay for them for us. <laughs> yeah. But we would still pay. Yeah. Well, we've already, we'd always want to go uh, VIP with friends and stuff anyway. So. Yeah, put it this way, we've all, all already got our VIP tickets for 2019. So yeah. we're going, you know. Um, so let's talk, let's briefly touch upon uh, we're talking about Bloodstock Live. What other live shows this year have you? Would you be just like, yep, that's probably going to be the best live show or the live shows of the year? Now, um, I don't think either of us has done as much as we would have liked to this year. I know I definitely uh, didn't. My end of the year has fucking sucked for it, man. Yeah, there's been so much that I would have liked to have gone to, and we even could have gone to from the site perspective. Yep. Uh, but work is taken over and consumed all. Yep. So, yeah, not a great end of the year for me. Um, I'm trying to think of what my favourite gigs of the year or maybe some ones that were a little bit off the chain one of my favourite of the year actually was Powerflow oh cool yeah 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 um, at, where was that at the uh, Boston Boston, Boston yeah. Music Room yeah um, went there to review it for the site I was a fan anyway I'm not going to like pretend I wasn't I quite like it even though it's not really my normal music it's a little rap a little new metal a little you know all that sort of stuff man but it's got some cool fucking people in the band. That's the oh thing. yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, they are a super group. You know, like and and they deserve the titles. Yeah, not just four random yeah, rock yeah, stars. Yeah. You yeah, are talking about super want people. Want in the band for one hour or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's got Billy from Billy Grazidi from, from Biohazard from Billy, Billy Bio. Bio. Yeah. Um. Uh, Christian Old Walbers. Of course, X Factor. Yeah, some some big names. T Pain uh, is it? 
T-Pain, the front man? Nah, Send Dog. Send Dog, thank you. T-Pain, what am I thinking of? <laughs> Who am I thinking of when I say T-Pain? I don't know, that's Cypress Hill. Somebody. I think I might be thinking of Cypress Hill. The Send Dog was, Send Dog was one of nut now going, that goddamn guy doesn't know who T-Pain is. Send Dog was Send one, Dog. one of the two in Cypress Hill, yeah. but I, don't, I can't remember what the guy named the white, because there's a black guy who's Send Dog and there's a white guy who was like the two different. I'm not sure, yeah. But yeah. But anyway, seeing them live, I remember being on that show and thinking like, first of all, it was right, it was, it wasn't, it was close to sold out, you know, it felt it felt like pretty crammed in. The Boston Museum is a lovely little venue, yeah. but if it's full, it feels full. But I was like, and I thought like, oh, this isn't going to be, I'm not going to enjoy this because this is, a, not because it was full, but because of uh, the type of characters that were in there. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of people that looked like they were, they had basically been dragged out of the 80s ha! Uh, from a punk club or a hardcore club <laughs> yeah, yeah. and were thrown in here. <laughs> there were people walking around with no tops on but braces on. Ooh. Oh my! Caps everywhere. What an image, you know, and and it was there were like massive, massive geezers with shaved heads and arms like that, all walking around with their tops before the band had even fucking started. And I remember standing there thinking like, oh, it feels like this could just go off yeah. at any point. And it did go off, but it went off in a good way, like in an energy way. And people were the the pit was amazing, and everything was just like bouncing. The band, unbelievable, absolutely fire. Every one of them, the thing is that every one of them, but especially having Send Dog and Billy there, they're both front men. Yeah. And they both know how to work a crowd. Absolutely. So it's not one guy out there working a crowd while the rest play, it's two from two different angles, keeping it. So you're like, literally from the first note all the way through the end, it's like this non stop pool of energy. And when Send Dog maybe steps back a little bit, so Billy steps up and he's the energy, and it's just non stop. It's unreal. A really, really cool experience. Yeah. And I came out of there. I, I, I liked them anyway that was the thing I, well, it wasn't, they'd have to have really sucked for it to have changed my mind about them as a band Yeah, I think they're great I do I think they're a, a breath of fresh air sometimes yeah yeah so that yeah that's, it's not, not necessarily my favourite gig of the year but it's up there it's one that sticks in your mind for oh, yeah, sure yeah. I mean, it was a while ago now it was bloody earlier in the year much yeah. earlier in the year but I still think about it I still remember it yeah. I still think about it <laughs> you still think about it <laughs> I do um, Zilanado the Village Underground, right? Yeah, that over the electric ball. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've seen them twice this year. Seen them twice this year. Um, the only difference between the two of them mm. was that the venue, weirdly, the Shoreditch Underground <coughs> Village Underground venue just had their sound better. Yep, that was it. There wasn't anything the band <coughs> either one. It was purely that one was better than that one because yep. the venue just worked better for their sound. Uh, and maybe it was a little bit more exciting because they were, we were we were at the album release. Yeah. We didn't know the songs that were going to be played. We hadn't heard them yet. We, had yeah. them, well, we knew a couple of singles and we knew we were going to get Come On Down and Devil Is Fine. Yeah. And as each one played, and it was really heavy there and like very shaky. Weren't it? The floor was like... That's right, yeah. It really, really felt these it. songs you hadn't heard before. But like you, it was so heavy and you were like, yeah, this is brilliant. I'm going to love this fucking album. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a, that was a real... Up there with probably close to my gig of the year. I think that one. I think it would certainly be right up there, yeah. I mean... Um, I have my top 10 yeah. currently in front and that is my actual top 10. That is the order. So, would you like to know oh, what so number you, one is? You've got sets in there as well. Hmm? You've got sets from Robert and uh, shows. You've got sets from Bloodstock in there as well. Yeah, I chose, yeah, because um, ultimately it's live and I mm. wanted to, but I didn't want to fill it because you probably could do a top 10 with Bloodstock alone. Yeah. But I chose basically three from Bloodstock that stood out the most. Gojira, uh, Alien Weaponry and God's Thrym, which, you know, obviously, yeah. yeah. Which is just me, you know. Um, but yeah, like you, you do your top ten, and then I'll tell you where you're wrong. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, the number one gig of the year for me was Mall at the Electrical Works in London on the seventh of November, two thousand eighteen. Um, it might have only been thirty minutes, but holy fucking shit! Holy I basically am like shit. the biggest Mall fan. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, more. Send me some shit. Anyway, um, number two was Leonardo at the Village Underground. Number three was Gojira at Bloodstock 2018. Number four was Conjurer at the Blackheart in Camden, which actually was back in February, the 22nd of February of this year. Number five was Machine Head at the Roundhouse in Camden in May. Um, not the best time we'd see Machine Head. No, it wasn't but here's that. the thing. It's like, not the best time still makes it fucking great. Yeah. And the reason why I, I, I put why it still works so high is because we we got songs from Catharsis this time around. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and we, that, got, yeah. we got bastards. Yeah, basically. Uh, number six is Ghostbath at the Electroworks, uh, the headliner of a mole. Uh, number seven is Alien Referee. Number eight is a bit of a, an interesting one, which is uh, people might go, really? Love Bites. Uh, quite recent, at the end of November. And the reason being is because I kind of went in with not low expectations, but I wasn't like, oh, I didn't really think much of it. And I got proven wrong. I enjoyed them at Bloodstock. Yep. Um, but in this venue, um, the Islington Academy, they they rocked it. They did brilliantly. They seemed like, a, like I thought, oh shit, this is a legit band. Right. Um, number nine, Orphan Land at the Underworld. Way back uh, at the end, beginning of the year again, 26th of February. And again, this is purely... Um, as much about the situation, it had been snowing, it was cold as fuck, and the underworld was pretty empty. And I was going in with low expectations, because the last couple of times I've seen Orphan Man live, they'd failed to kind of really spark for me. But it was coming off the back of the new album, um, which I love, I really do. Yeah. And this was fucking great. And got through as number 10. Yep. Yeah. Good. Good yeah. 10. Good 10. How am I wrong? You said you um, tell me how I'm wrong. I'll tell you how I'm wrong. I don't particularly like Love Bites. Yeah, yeah, of course so you they, don't, yeah. They can fuck off out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've not seen them outside of Bloodstock, so... Yeah, that's the thing. Had you been now, I think you'd have enjoyed it. Um, I think Ghost Bath were very, very good. I think the problem I had with Ghost Bath was almost the fact that Mole was so good. Yeah. It almost overshadowed them to a degree. So Which is why Mole's won. When I think of that gig, I don't even really... And I like Ghost Bath a lot, I do. And I, they were great. Don't mm. get me wrong, they were great. But when I, when I think of that gig there, I, it's hard to even remember Ghost Bath were there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're almost you're just, just thinking about the mole. mole. Yeah. Like it was like we were at a mole show. Even yeah. We were only there for 30 minutes and another band played for an hour after. It's true. You're like, oh yeah, we went to see Mole the other night. <laughs> Which wasn't what I went there for. I went there to see Ghost Bath. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, so other than that, I don't think you're, you're not overly wrong. I'll no. Let you, I'll let you have it. No. Uh, Gojira, Bloodstock, probably, if we, if we were including sets, probably would be my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not definitely but it'd be, be, be it'd definitely be in first or second I think it's like the, probably the most mind fucking blowing show I think with that and it's the same with all of your top few that you've got there is is that the Gojira one is the perfect 10 out of 10 isn't it because there was like there was nothing that we could possibly say that could have been better yep you know that's the thing I would struggle if you go like if you could change one thing about that show what yeah would you what would you change like, I don't think you could it it was just perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Maybe the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, about, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. But yeah. So it's been a good year. I'll, yeah, I hope to get to more shows next year. Uh, that's the plan. That's the always plan. the plan though, isn't it? It's always the plan. Yep. Um, there's already a fair few in the pipeline. Yep. Including Metal to the Masters Essex. Metal to the Masters in Essex, yep. Mm -hmm. Starting in actually only a few weeks away now. Yep, only a few weeks. Yeah, which is great. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, we, what else we got coming up? We got Tourassas with Corpiclani. Yep. We got Parkway Drive with Kill Switch Engage with Thy Artist Murder. Yep. Uh, while she sleeps. While she sleeps. Roundhouse. I've got Avatar in January. Yep. Uh, Incineration Fest. Yeah, I, th I think so, there's yeah. more. Yeah. Oh yeah, there, there, there's definitely there's definitely more on the horizon. I 
I have to cautiously book now. Of course. Just because I don't I don't want to pay like 40 quid for a fucking ticket and they'll be like, oh, damn, I didn't get to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Well, yeah, so that's that's the best of 2018, really, in a nutshell, you know. Um, yeah, that's yeah. about it. Happy Christmas. Happy yeah. New Year. Yep. Yeah. And we, Christmas is already gone. Just in case you're wondering, <laughs> we are going to deal worst. Of course we are. Of course. And we have plenty to say. <laughs>